<laughs> Welcome to this cosmic life where we get to talk about how we are spiritual beings having a human experience and how they each inform each other and all the messy and the magic and the hilarity that comes along. I am your host, Tara Samadhi, and I'm so happy you're tuning in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to This Cosmic Life. This is Tara Samadhi. So happy that you're tuning in with us today. I have an incredibly special, beautiful, magical guest. Her name is Lois, and she is a transformational sales coach. She's a podcaster. She's done over 200 episodes and has coached thousands of people in health and fitness and sales for the last 23 years. She is my personal friend and coach, and she's, she's leading me into the mystery of sales, <laughs> into the magic, opening me to the, the expansiveness of what is possible as I learn more about my offering. So I have watched her change and shift and transform and really birth herself while I have guided her along the way as her mentor and as her friend, watching her really integrate and learn from her lessons, from her mistakes, from her expansions and her contractions. It's been such a beautiful journey. So let me let her introduce herself as well. This is Lois. Oh, that was so sweet. And I have to say, I don't know if you noticed this, but we started recording at 5.55. So I think that's a good omen for our time together. <laughs> yeah, so it's such an honor to be here because you've impacted me so much as one of my mentors and teachers. And we met through the plant medicine community as part of my deep, deep dive into unpacking myself and going within because as a sales coach and as a sales person for the last 23 years, I fell into that, um, I call it autopilot path of you just, you go and you do, and you're in that doing state and, and sales can be a very masculine dominant world. Okay. Let's just be real here. It can be very numbers driven, goal setting driven, analytical mind driven. I grew up um, kind of dating myself here. I grew up in the, the world of, you know, Think and Grow Rich, Tony Robbins, all of those types of teachers. And man, whew, life threw me some curveballs, some big successes, multiple six figures one year. And then the real estate crash of 2007 brought me to my knees and I lost all of my businesses. I had three real estate businesses and I was fully leveraged. I put everything in my name. I ended up losing everything, was homeless, had my car repossessed by the time I was 30 instead of being a millionaire, which was my goal. And I really got caught up in making it all about the money and lost myself in that journey for the last 14 years and realized, man, I'm making a lot of money, but I'm not happy. What's up with that? I was just feeling dead inside. And so 
the last two years, thank you, pandemic, has been all about going within, finding the teacher within, playing with the shadow, accepting, you know, my shame and all of the things that, you know, plant medicine and, and other teachers and mentors have helped me self-discover to find, refine myself, to reconnect with the divine and realize that there's so much more to life than money and sales and all the things that I think a lot of us uh, as sales professionals get caught up in. So coming full circle now, rebalancing the masculine and the feminine, coming back to my truth and overcoming a lot of things um, that I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about today. So it's very, very awesome to be here. Wow. Thank you so much. Such a vulnerable, beautiful share of everything you've been through. It's, it's really astounding and wonderful to, to hear all about your transformation. So as people that listen to this know, I love to talk about the expansion and the contraction as being really integral parts of our of our growth. And will you share something in particular right now in this particular moment that you are experiencing as an expansion or a contraction? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it has everything to do with everything, like my work with you, what I've discovered or rediscovered, uh, my truth. So part of what drove me in sales was to help other people. And I got caught up in what I call my not enoughness because of certain deep, deep childhood wounds. I always, always was like proving myself the straight A student, the Ironman triathlete, the kick-ass take names, businesswoman, all of the things. Right. And I, I didn't realize how unhealthy and out of balance that was for me. And it, it drove me into working too much drinking too much, seeking approval outside of myself and not trusting, you know, the divine and that teacher within. And so I had to, I, I chose to, got to um, slow down and, um, you know, two years ago, start this journey of going inward. And what I found for me that was really, really painful uh, was a lot of shame and worthlessness that was driving me subconsciously deep deep wounds from since i was in utero and it, it really has been the the key in in a lot of ways ironically the keys to my success because there was a lot of light in seeking approval and being liked having lots of friends being popular getting straight a's always being on and performing because I was getting all this approval over here that I wasn't getting as a child or a baby. But then, you know, that's where I was saying earlier, the, the Tony Robbins way, the think and grow rich way, the positive Pollyanna way was not serving me. I, I, I learned through the past couple of years that I was feeling so dead inside and I didn't understand why is because I wasn't allowing myself to shine a light on the shame and the worthlessness that I, I've had since I was a baby. Mm. I was born of a schizophrenic mother and literally, you know, in, in utero and probably, you know, we, we carry the DNA of our ancestors from seven generations back. And, and then there's the whole galactic family that goes with it. But anyway, I was carrying a lot, a lot of shame and a lot of worthlessness and a lot of not enoughness is what I 
what I name it. And so filling that void with money, with activity, with busyness, with people pleasing, saying yes to too many people and being all things to all people. I was in that rut for like 14 years and that's a long time. So it is what I've been unpacking really for the last year and, you know, being, allowing myself to being able to see it, shine a light on it and allowing it to teach me about what it is that I need to learn in the moment, which for me, in summary, what I've learned through all of this is to love myself and to love the shadow and to embrace it and to ask it, what am I supposed to learn here? Because I I know that there's a lesson and I'm, I'm such a learner. I do love to learn. I love to read books. I love to study things, um, all of that kind of stuff, but to actually learn it and then apply it and then to transmute the pain and the shame and the worthlessness so then I can go out and be a better being and help other people learn from their their wins and their losses, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So with all of this shame and unworthiness, what are some specific tools that you've been working with to help you move through them and navigate? Wow. Well, you know, honestly, you've helped me with some of them you know, uh, before you, you know, it was um, mantras and listening to some of the great divine beings uh, of all time, like Kuan Yin, Om Mani Padme Hom, the goddess of compassion, you mm-hmm. know, studying their story and their truth and mm-hmm. the divine feminine that's reawakening right now and, and realizing, oh my gosh, I am so masculine. I was raised by a single father, had an older brother, was always one of the guys in college and in sports and realizing that I had lost that side of myself, that that creative, intuitive, um, compassionate, loving side. So listening to Tara Brock podcasts last um, October um, when I had some of my deepest, darkest nights of the soul, Mm -hmm. I would just get up and listen to her reign of compassion, recognize, Mm -hmm. allow, investigate and nourish. Because I realized I was go, 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 do, 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 pedal to the metal, put the hammer down. I could go on for all the sayings, but I'll stop. (laughs) And uh, it it was just like, okay, I need a chill pill and gotta gotta learn to love me. And, And I even asked people, how do you love yourself? Cause I was really good at massage and acupuncture and all of that kind of stuff. And the first thing that I learned was creating more spaciousness in my days so I could mm. refill my cup, so to speak, and spent my time listening to mantras so much so that even though it disturbed my husband, now he started listening to mantras after that. So it was really cute. Um, but so- go ahead. Yeah. So you found teachers, you found guides, you found mentors along the way that brought you deeper into yourself and deeper into the realization that self-love is the key to it all. So what is your definition of a teacher? Oh, that's a great question because I am a coach, right? And I was a kind of a teacher's pet in school. I love to learn. And what I discovered somewhat to my own chagrin is that a teacher isn't exactly what you always think they are. 
so there's a saying, uh, the teacher appears when the student is ready. And one of my teachers that I'll give a shout out to, his name is Franco. Um, he wrote the book, The Closet Spiritualist, and he's been on my podcast a couple times. He's coming back soon because he was one of the first people, like actual people that I had a relationship with that said, you need to go within. And he said, that's the best teacher for you, Lois, because most of your life, you've been looking outside yourself for the answers. And the best teacher, the kingdom of heaven lies within. That's what Jesus said. And I believe that's what he was actually truly, really killed for. I grew up in a Christian world, so that wasn't the story that I heard. But now I get it. And he was like, you're going to find so much joy, so much bliss on the other side of whatever it is that's getting in your way, which is a lot of negative thinking. Um, I read the book, The Surrender Experiment. That was a great teacher someone who who shares coming from their heart uh, uh, i'll talk about different types of teachers so a teacher who is coming from a true spiritual loving space is helping you get out of your own way and 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 redirecting you back to find the answers within that's that's my ideal teacher now however when I went inward and realized these teachers that I shared with you already, the teachers of shame, worthlessness, not enoughness, those have been, even though they seemed unwanted, they've actually taught me more than the warm and fuzzy teachers, you mm -hmm. know, and by being able to see them as teachers first was a mind-blowing experience for me you look like you were going to say something so i didn't want to interrupt you <laughs> no i was just holding the energetic space for you to go awesome. to go deeper into it awesome um yeah perfect so because i was taught that you know you don't talk about your problems anything that you put under the rug, you know, our parents are our teachers. And I, I learned that they do the best they can with what they're given. And yet, they're human, as well, our siblings are human. And what I learned from that was, you know, they were supposed to be our parents they are supposed to take care of us, right? Our siblings were all supposed to love one another. These were all the things that I was taught in church and all of that. And what I learned was that even though there was unwanted experiences, there was painful, traumatic experiences, like my mom left when I was four. They were, I believe, karmic contracts. These souls that came in to give us the best gifts by playing the villain, by playing that not so nice person that we think should have because of our human expectations, right? But the divine was always there saying, I love you and you are meant for great things. And by teaching us these lessons, if we're conscious enough and raising our consciousness, which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself, we can be open to really 
ask the divine, what am I learning from this? Like, what is this teacher teaching me? If you humble yourself enough to that and get out of your own way and realize, well, I was hurt by this person, therefore they are bad. And we, we put these human judgments on them. But when we look underneath that and ask ourselves, what is this person teaching me right now? So I love that you're speaking of all the teachers and not just of the guru, not just of the elevated teacher of all of them, because each and every being, each and every experience can be a teaching, just like we can experience everything as sacred or we can experience everything as profane. We can experience it is completely up to us how we experience our life. And so my question to you is, will you tell us one of the most challenging teachers and what you learned? Sorry, I'm processing that because I got a long list. Um. (laughs) I actually want to hear about your brother. I want to know what your brother taught you. Yeah. Um, that's a big one. I'll probably start crying. Um, Mm -hmm. he and I, I know we've been together in many lifetimes and I don't know how much you talk about that on your show. I just know that I know that I know that we had a special, special, special bond and connection. Like I worshiped him as an older brother, as a little girl. He totally was a tomboy slash hellion rebellion, like all of it. And I loved that about him. Will you tell us his name? Will you speak about him? Of course. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Rich and Richard, but you know, he went by rich. And so he was a observe the masses, but do the opposite kind of guy, a rebel. And, and one of my, um, one of my, uh, she's actually a past life regressionist, amazing woman. She's like, telling us about our galactic connection and in past lives. And so she's like, Oh yeah, you picked him up in Orion and Orion is a planet full of Hellraisers." I'm like, yes, it all makes sense now. So I took him to planet earth. Apparently. I mean, that's what she said. And I totally believe her because he was all about being unique and different and not being like everyone else. And so I, I followed him on that. And, and through that path, of course, he taught me a lot about pain, a lot about addiction, a lot about how to use coping mechanisms because he wasn't feeling loved and accepted for his uniqueness. And so there was a lot of shame and a lot of worthlessness that he embodied for me as little kids. And he was seven years older than me. So he was my babysitter and I could tell you stories, but I won't. Um, I saw a lot of things that the average seven-year-old probably wouldn't see, but it was also, I was safe and protected and felt like one of the guys, one of, one of his friends. And it was so much fun. However, he, you know, went on a path of alcoholism and addiction and died at 49. And so through that process, I know that I carried on some of that shame and worthlessness and feeling like I was weird and unique. And I saw him die in 2020 and through his life and through his death, a lot of people came to his funeral and we even got a big old heart for his, his casket, a big heart of roses. 
And a lot of his favorite songs from the 80s were all about love. And and there's a song by White Snake that I will never, like every time I hear it, it came on the radio like within an hour or two of him dying. So I know it was his message to me where that song, Here I Go Again on My Own, going down the only road I've ever known, like a drifter I was born to walk alone. And I felt that heaviness and that loneliness in my chest. I feel that actually right now. And, and I saw his pain and I realized, oh my God, I have that same pain. Like he's giving me a sign and a gift, that heaviness of not being accepted, not being loved, not loving himself for his, his own, you know, his own uniqueness and how the world doesn't support that in our humanness, right? And so I said, I'm not going to go out that way. And I need to, I need to love myself better. And I need to love other people better. And so, unfortunately, he had to die so I could live. And because you've done plant medicine, I know you understand this. When I saw him and I smelled him in my first psilocybin journey, I smelled him. I smelled his car. I smelled his cigarettes. The shaman mm -hmm. even accidentally started a fire, and I right away, I'm like, that's my brother. He's smoking right now. <laughs> it was so surreal. And through that journey, that plant medicine journey, he showed me the most painful moments of his life. Mm -hmm. And I got it. I was like, oh my gosh, I understand addiction. I understand pain. I understand suffering. I understand people who feel lonely and die of loneliness because I've had 10 friends who've committed suicide and multiple friends who've died of alcoholism. I got it. And that was the greatest teaching I've ever had from a living being who then passed on to share with me what he, and a lot of my friends who committed suicide have also visited me and said the exact same thing and said, Lois, you are our voice. You can help change the world. You can be the light that we couldn't be on this plane. And so they're constantly cheering me on to speak my truth, overcome my shame and worthlessness of being weird, being seen as not normal, <laughs> right? And so that I can, I can be a light for them when they maybe couldn't find that in this plane. Wow. I just want to take a moment for all of us to just recognize that kind of sacrifice and that kind of love, that kind of compassion, that kind of willingness to go into the vulnerability of the wound, of the loss, and finding the beauty, finding the joy, finding the, the purpose through this. So I just want to take a moment and have a silence for, for Rich and for all other beings that have decided to walk that very treacherous path of addiction, of loneliness, of trauma.
because it is it is a choice mm-hmm. and it's a very 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 brave choice mm-hmm. so let us let us be silent Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, you know what I'm going through currently with my brother and all of the the waves of it, the struggle of it, the letting go, the messing up the saying the wrong thing saying the right thing being totally supportive and then not being supportive and recognizing that so many of these feelings that come through when dealing and with having the gift of having a being in your life with it that has an addiction mm-hmm. is how it really 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 forces you to be present, to see where you're projecting yourself, where you are living more than they are living. So thank you so much for that really touching, vulnerable experience. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, I got many more where that came from. However, the the moral of the story with all of the people, because I've lost both my parents, my brother, and like I said, 10 friends to suicide and multiple alcoholic, you know, overdose situations. And I realized like, it's like their message to us is to love yourself more. Be kind and compassionate. You are not alone. That was the message that I keep getting through almost every plant medicine journey since then is you are not alone. You are not alone. And, and, and your podcast summarizes it well as cosmic life is there's a bigger picture at play. There's so much more than we can even fathom as we're in this awakening and ascending into the, the 5D ascension and all of the things. I mean, there's so much more than we can understand. And so I just want to encourage people, if you have someone in your life no judgment like i get it all now is there are teachers for us they're mirrors to hold space for us to then go back inward and say oh my gosh how can i love myself better because when you heal yourself you're healing them whether they're still struggling with the addiction and if they're they've passed on it's it's like like you said brave souls to take on that role because that's that's a heavy heavy journey to carry yeah so i wanted to invite you to open your channel and to channel a message to someone that's listening right now exactly what they need to hear about finding a teacher finding the teacher within whatever is like coming through right now so 
take a moment and really feel into the collective, what the collective really needs to hear right now and what you're here, what they're ready to hear and what you're ready to transmit. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like I see my, my brother's, you know, his casket with that heart, you know, of roses. And I think about, you know, what is your purpose and what is your passion? What lights you up? And trusting your innate wisdom, trusting your soul to, to know that no one succeeds alone it does help to have a great teacher, right? You have Jesus, you have Buddha, you have all of these divine teachers. So don't forget about them, right? Study their lives without the dogma, without the religion at the purest at their heart. What was their heart's purpose and their desire to go out and help serve, right? Being of service, forget about the money, Forget about the the doingness, you know, tune in with your inner teacher and ask, what is it that I'm here to to bring forth? Who am I here to serve? And then one step at a time, because we're human, right? And being able to trust that innate wisdom that comes through your experiences as as much as possible judgment free because I didn't even go down the path of mentors and teachers who were really, really injurious and painful. Just remember that we are all souls refining each other and you can't make a mistake. You can't fail. Just trust, trust that true choice coming from within. What is your heart saying, not your head? And, and, you know, go forth and uh, just trust that that one step at a time and then ask yourself what am I learning from this teacher from this experience from this loss from this person this mentor this coach it's a little little esoteric however from what I've learned in my experience of hiring many many coaches working with many many teachers and then the divine teachers and the, the painful moments and the events, just what am I learning in this moment about myself? And how can I, you know, trust myself to move forward and learn from every experience with as little judgment as possible? Thank you. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this cosmic life. I'm honored to share these frequencies and teachings with you. We are each other's medicine, truly. And as we become more curious and playful, guided by our hearts, we all heal. If you've enjoyed the content, the conversation, the vibration that you've experienced, please share with your family, your friends, your loved ones, a stranger on the bus, someone in need. If you feel inspired, I would love if you would rate this podcast and subscribe. And if 
you want to ask any questions about what was discussed or share your story and become a guest, please email me at thiscosmiclife777 at gmail.com. Have an incredible rest of the day and tune in soon. Love and light, light and love to all that is, has been, and shall be. Blessed, blessed be.